Averted North, a podcast that talks about botanical trends, tastes, and treasures that happens just south of Canada and north of Cockroach Country. Crack open a brew, sit back, and enjoy the buzzed banner with splashes of info. On tonight's episode, Caroline attempts to make mojitos. Dan the Caveman Hudson questions the idea of having a big-ass Kentucky blue lawn and shares his love of vining plants. We'll talk a bit of thrifty gardening with special guests in front of the pod, Kimmer Poppin. Bonus info about fall cropping plants you shouldn't do right now. Some bonus info and everything else and more. This is Verdant North. Hi, I'm Randy Barrett. I'm the sandwich to this whole thing. I'm the bread and everybody else is the meat. Uh, we talked about this earlier and they, I'm still referring to them as the meat. Uh, our your regular host, Caroline Hallstrom. Woo! Hi, everybody. I'm Caroline. Hi, Caroline. How have you been? Oh, I've been pretty good. I'm going to introduce, uh, this is my friend Kim Poppin. Hello, everyone. That's Kim. And then your favorite, everybody, this is Dan the Man. Hey, guys. Hudson. <laughs> Mr. Beardo himself. Dan, where have you been? Don't, oh, he's just, uh, okay. I've been growing my beard out. That's one thing. <laughs> That's the sound that you're hearing right now. This is gross to me because we don't, don't have individual gross. mics, and uh, so uh, he's rubbing his beard <laughs> dry. Someone found out a really weird fetish too, like oh, beards on a podcast, please, <laughs> please. I heard somebody talking about like listening to people make mouth sounds is on YouTube is a is a thing like it's really that's really weird it's asmr crowd yeah asmr people are just like yeah yeah so (laughs) this one's dedicated to you folks (laughs) (laughs) so hot oh that's crazy Uh, oh my gosh what were we talking about we're talking about a lot of stuff uh first of all dan where have you been what oh what have you been up to i've been cruising around uh, I've been picking a lot of cucumbers, that really? have, but um, some of them are very overgrown. Man. To be honest, they're like pale and they like they're huge and they're gross. And so, so, what do you do with a gross, huge cucumber? Um, do you lob it at your enemies? Or pretty like? much, uh, we cut it open and hollowed it out and made like a little drum, like a little cucumber drum. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were kidding. <laughs> You were gonna say something else. <laughs> nope, n- not that time. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We basically just like I don't know, fool around with this thing, like carving faces in it, and then put it in the garbage. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all all we really wanted to do with it. Because they they lose a lot of flavor when they get big yeah. like that. Yeah. I was hoping you're just like kidding. You can still smoke out of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome oh, to Verdant North. We're Miscreants, um, brought to you by Colorado. Let's all go. Hooray. (laughs) And (laughs) Bob and Barb's rhubarb bars. They're the best by far. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Dan's cheesing out. (laughs) That's that's pretty great. I actually haven't had rhubarb bars in a long time. Uh, I better make some. Yeah, next, Mm -hmm. next time. I better make some. Uh, yeah. Hey, Randy, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I've been to a lot of places. Speaking of Colorado, I went to Washington for a, a little, about a week and that was fun. Uh, I rode around segways and went to a wedding. Chimpanzee riding on a segway. Chimpanzee riding on a segway. And a ba- I had a big old orange helmet on. I'm just riding around the segway, swaying around. Be like, we're going to die. We're going to die. This is Seattle. It's terrible traffic. Oh my God. Did you wear a cape? 
Uh, I wish. Yeah, Next time. I think it would have been effect- like a big orange cape would have really tipped me off. Uh, then uh, last weekend I went my first time ever live action role playing LARPing in you Wisconsin are. Field. LARPing, okay. So. Lightning bolt. So I want to hear about your character. All right, my character was, uh, hi, I'm, I'm Ron the Wizard, I'm otherwise known as Ron the Moving as most people know me. I, uh, I'm currently from Waterdeep, but I right now I'm a planeswalker, so I live in the universe where Shermer, Illinois is from. So I got really into the bears <laughs> I'm a big mustache. Uh, I just I hang out with Judd Nelson all the time. It's really nice. Uh, but it's, I go back to Waterdeep and I work at Fantasy Dyson. That's my character. I I, I work on you know wind and earth magics because I was born out of conspiracy of wind and air. Hi, I'm Ron the Wizard. I want you to I want your character to work at Fantasy Dice and Books. <laughs> That'll be the store we start. <laughs> But yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, my wife was a half work lady named Chunt. Uh, and, uh, uh, there's a lot of, lot of drink, a lot of whiskey. And, uh, that's what everybody got over the awkward hump of things. And it was like, oh, this is, this is just drinking while dressed up. Great. This is Halloween in the middle, in the hottest day in Wisconsin in the middle of summer. (laughs) What was your quest? Like, uh, it was like a mystery dinner thing. So someone was trying to like poison the queen elf thing and so we're like oh we gotta stop that and somebody's uh, poison the water hole yeah, so, <laughs> someone's poison the queen's wine oh no <laughs> oh my god she's gonna go blue like joffrey yeah and then uh there was some stuff i really lost track of a lot of things and a lot of time there like i said there was like a lot of jameson up front and a lot of fun in the back end it was just yeah no it was, <laughs> it was a good time though uh just as weird and fun as i think i think most pop art has ever shown it to be uh not quite role models where it's like oh you're just hurling stuff and taking points off it was like a weird mystery dinner thing so it wasn't too bad it was what it was i've done mystery dinners before but not since like high school Mm. i don't know i saw there's an adult prom coming up and i was thinking about maybe maybe going and having like a fancy macaroni and cheese dinner at home ahead of time or something (laughs) first and then like just i don't know I got some dresses around. Let's go for it. I think I still have my prom dresses somewhere. That's awesome. Mine are, yeah. mine are in Rapid City, so they're 10 hours um, away. Yeah. Ma, Dad, bring them out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ship it. Ship it. They're not heavy. <clears throat> no, they're not. Um, I've been watching a lot of uh, cartoons, uh, a lot, a lot of cartoons, and mm-hmm. I've also been installing um, a dry river bed garden in my backyard oh. to kind of wrap around my patio. And I'm trying to make it cute before my party. I'm going to have a birthday party with my good pal, Haley Spears, because we're born two days apart. And um, we used to lie to people and tell them that we were sisters because our moms are both named Lori. And we're both kind of, you know, vaguely Scandahoovian, you know, mm-hmm, you're just mm-hmm. all us, all us, uh, all us girls look the same. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to work on that. And Haley's like, oh, your, uh, your gravel pit looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> Gravitas. Gravitas. And I was gravel. just like. Gravel toss. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The idea is that my husband brews beer, and when you are 
uh, cooling your hot beer water. Obviously, there's no alcohol in it because it's just sugar juice from all of your grains and maybe some hops that you've thrown in there to flavor it. It's real. It's boiling hot. It's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. 212. Like, it's very hot. So to cool it down, you use a thing called a wort chiller, which runs cold water through a tube inside so that you're not tube. Could I be more Minnesotan right there? <laughs> tube. Tube. Get those tube. tubes tied. Uh, so it runs cold water inside to absorb the heat and pull it out. So you're not diluting it at all, but so it's basically you stick part of the hose, the hose. Oh man, this is not going to be, Tom Brokaw is going to be so mad at me for not sounding South Dakotan in this episode. I sound Minnesotan. I'm sorry, everybody, for my terrible Minnesota accent. Um, anyway, the, the water that comes out of the end when you start chilling your beer is very hot and he has boiled my damn lawn and killed all the grass and so now it's nothing but weeds in this area. So I dug a, a dry riverbed garden to take the boiling water and then it will look cute because I put cool things in and around it and uh, he won't kill my lawn anymore. Ha Brilliant! <laughs> That's the idea. But my dog thinks it's hilarious to rip up all of the weed barrier I put down. <laughs> Dang it, Lana, no! No! So. <laughs> but she's wearing a cone of shame right now. She just got fixed. So my baby girls, you know, she's She's a grown up now and healing from surgery and wearing a lampshade on her head. And she's really sad about it, but it's for her own good. Sure. We've all been there. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I got fixed. Mm. It was rough. And now she has to get a job. <laughs> I do. I need a job. Not you. I mean, Lana. Get her um, out. <laughs> we, both, we both need jobs. Tell your friends about me and my dog. Oh. Yeah. Package deal. That would be awesome. That would you guys be, can uh, awesome. solve crimes. <laughs> Gardening crimes. <laughs> Gardening crimes. Who peed on my marigold? <laughs> You'll be like that new Dick Francis. He has all the horse racing one. You're like a dog in garden. <laughs> and it'll be shot from the point of view of the dog. I'm and telling you, it's better than it sounds. Doesn't say, and you take a picture, no one knows who's the dog and who's the author. So you're just like, who knows? Maybe it's a dog writing it. <laughs> I like it. I'm ready for that. Um, yeah, so hey, this is my friend Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi, everyone. Uh, Kim, how was your week? How have you been? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I have a baby. We don't travel much. He's really cute. So our life mostly revolves around that. He's a little guy. Little, yeah. little, little Desi. Yeah, little Desmond. He's, he's cute. He's unbearable. Yep. Pretty much. Unbearable. Mm-hmm. In the good ways and the bad ways. In the best ways. <laughs> In the best ways. But also sometimes you need a break. Yep. yep. Well, welcome, so here. welcome to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, for those of you out in podcast land, uh, Kim submits 90% of the questions that we end up <laughs> using. Uh-huh. So I'm like, let's just cut to the chase. Come on down. Come on down, Kimber. I also think we could be in adult daycare now and just let adults come in here and do something adult from what, like, I have to be on a podcast. 
podcast <laughs> get away from the kids. Oh, we really I'm just saying this. we should put this out there. Please like. create this. <laughs> that's, how, that's how we will fund our project. Ooh, from yeah. now we do on. crafts. Can we do crafts? Hourly <laughs> <really> guests. <laughs> I'm just saying it's an idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I volunteer your house. It'll Yay. be great. We, we're fine. We we're post fine. you guys every week. It's fine. It's almost like we do. <laughs> I'm getting paid. We help out. Hey, I at least brought chips and salsa. Come on. That's true. I'm not I'm not judging. Uh, hey, you know what? It is time for us to get rolling with this episode, and we're gonna start with some mojitos. So cut to the music. Alright, guys, we're back, and I have a lot of things taken off and doing really well in my yard right now. One of them being mint. So Nikki, our dear certified spirit specialist, is not here tonight. She'll be on the next one, I think. Uh, So I contacted her like, hey, uh, what's a good rum to use to make mojitos? So she said um, a white rum would be really good and actually Bacardi would do just fine. So I did a little research on mojitos. Um, I'll tell you what's in the mojito and then I'll give you the background info so the traditional mint to use for mojitos is a spearmint Um, the recipe I followed calls for 10 fresh mint leaves I kind of just stuck a wad in there Um, (laughs) uh, some lime wedges that's the right unit of measurement (laughs) Uh, some lime wedges and 2 tablespoons of white sugar um, lots of ice one and a half fluid ounces of white rum and then you fill it to the top in club soda and it's served in a highball glass so randy had these cool minnesota collector glasses uh that are highball glasses so we whipped them up you throw your mint a slice of lime and your sugar in the bottom of the glass and pound it with a muddler to get the the mint leaves really crushed up and to release a bunch of those essential oils um and then you add your ice your rum and your club soda and stir it up and then garnish it with a little more lime and some more mint and there you go um i used a variety called mojito mint actually to make these mojitos so hey cheers guys cheers we miss you nikki (laughs) Mm, that's good still really good though Yum. (laughs) Dance. (laughs) Better out than in. Anyway, I wanted to say mint is a fantastic plant to grow. It grows really fast. A lot of people almost see it as like a weed in their gardens. Mm -hmm. But I think mint is... Awesome. Super cool. Super cool. I think people need to make chutney out of it. Mint chutney is like one of my favorite things on the planet. And then you can eat lambs. What do you use it with besides lambs? Uh, I eat it on toast. (laughs) Mm, You would. You totally would. All right. Well, while we're drinking these mojitos, let me tell you a little bit about where the mojito's origin came from, if you will allow me. Um, So the mojito is originally from... They think Cuba. And so Cuban farmers would be drinking rum. It was cheap to produce and it had a lot of off flavors and molecules in it. Some fuselage, um, things that can happen when you're trying to make booze real fast. Um, So in order to make it palatable, they used what they had around. And what grows really well in Cuba? Limes. 
sugar cane and mint grows like crazy so they're like oh, i'm just gonna grab these weeds and shove them in there and squeeze this little lime on top of it and maybe give it a little sweetness and there we go it didn't even have ice or uh, club soda to it until they brought the drink from the farmer's neighborhoods into the touristy areas. So that's when bartenders started, you know, dressing it up a bit with a little bit of fizzies um, and throwing it on ice. And side note, bartenders don't really like making this drink because it's messy (laughs) and it leaves crappy leaves in your glass. Uh, And it takes a long time to make. So if you do order a mojito when you're out on the town, please remember to tip big or make your own at home. So here we are. (laughs) We made them. And it wasn't like too much work, but I suppose it's more work than pouring a beer. So, yeah, yeah, it was really good. It it went well. Thanks for the thanks for telling me what kind of rum to get, Nikki. Yay. I gotta drink a little more. Yeah, thanks for making the drinks. Holy smoke. Oh, yeah, they're great. It's just easier to podcast when you got a buzz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's not required. It's just fun. I mean, I won't lie. I was like two beers in when I everybody got here. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're good. It's 9 a.m., everybody. Honestly, I'm going to get paid enough to not drink doing this. That's <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. It's like 9 p.m. I'm 9 p.m. Um, 9 a.m. in fun terms. <laughs> It's five o'clock somewhere. It doesn't count because it's not like noon or whatever. So why didn't I say that? <laughs> oh, okay. So I used I used a variety of mint called mojito mint, and it's taking mm-hmm. over my um, my planters, which I'm fine with. So we just mm-hmm. needed to get at it. So here here it is. Yeah. And maybe I need to try some weird chutney. Uh, regular chutney will do well. Regular Doesn't have chutney. to be weird chutney. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Uh, Send a, us your chutney recipes. Yes, yeah, coriander chutney. Verdant North. <laughs> I'm looking for freaky chutney. <laughs> freaky chutney can do that too. Chunty chutney. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Cool. This is a good drink. I approve. It's really good for summertime. I bet Nikki could tell us all sorts of stuff about white rum, but... Nikki, come back. We love you. Nikki, come back. <laughs> Nikki, come back. You can blame it all on me. <laughs> uh, all right. Cool. We're well, moving right along. Um, so, hey, Dan. Oh? Uh, I was thinking about grass. <laughs> I was thinking about grasses as well. <laughs> what specifically? I was thinking, wow, uh, my lawn is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of I kind of have that that thought as well. Um, a lot of people don't even think about the fact that they, you know, all the care and all the maintenance that goes into their lawn. Oh, man. I looked up a little bit of fun facts on lawns to share. Is now yeah. a good time for that? I think that's a great time for okay. that. Okay. All right. So fun facts about your yard and your lawn. Uh, according to a collaborative study, including NASA, name drop. Uh, hi, Uncle John. <laughs> NASA reports that lawns are the biggest irrigated crop in the U.S., covering 63,000 square miles, which is an area about the size of Texas. 
I think uh, we could probably use our water and our soil a little better yeah, than that's that. that's crazy. Um, crazy. You know, uh, you'll mow your lawn. Uh, the average American mows their lawn about 30 times a year. Up here where we don't have a summer that lasts forever. It'll, oh. I feel like mm-hmm. it's probably half that. Yeah, a little bit less. Once yeah. a week. Once a week. How long is summer? Four months in Minnesota before it snows again? About that. So 16 times. Is that a little pessimistic? <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's realistic. Mm. Um, all right. So, uh, more than 20,000 people will be injured by lawn mowers in a year. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> you know, just thinking about that, um, cause a lawnmower is about the right size to be a human garbage disposal. Oh, oh my God. It just got real dark. That's real dark. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's not true because <laughs> Dan, it should be a little bit bigger. But anyway. <laughs> So you just gum up the works, really, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you think like if you're putting a carrot down the garbage disposal, mm-hmm. garbage disposal is bigger than the carrot diameter wise. Anyway, let's move on. So when it comes to grasses, <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that just sort of they just mow their lawn because they know they're supposed to. Time out. We need to. I need a word for disturbing and hilarious. <laughs> Delirious? <laughs> Disturbulous. That sounds about right. Disturbulous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We're talking about lawns and, and uh, alternatives to lawns. So maybe there's something we can do better with our our yard and yeah, that uh, light there and the water that takes that space. What can yeah, we do? Like there's there's alternatives. You know, you don't have to just take what's what's there you don't have to just like mow it every single week some people mow it more than that Mm. just because they think they're supposed to uh a lot of people don't know this but the by far the biggest like the the grass that pretty much everyone has in their lawn is kentucky bluegrass Hmm. like everybody has this what the this isn't kentucky i know right like what's it doing up here that's bullshit go down south Uh, but anyway, get down there. <laughs> so another thing that people often don't realize is that Kentucky bluegrass uh, does not. It's not really known for having a good root system hmm. it Has a pretty shallow root system. Uh, it also is a very heavy drinker. Mm-hmm. And not like Randy, but like oh, you know, <laughs> more like a true southerner. <laughs> but like they need a lot of water, so when you are mowing them frequently, and especially in the heat of the summer, because they're also cold season grasses, mm-hmm. so they grow. They kind of have a growth spurt in the spring and in the fall, and in the heat of summer. They kind of don't do a whole lot. They don't grow much. Their roots kind of diminish um, and recede. So, you know. Recede as in shrink back, not recede as in seed again. Oh, good. Good distinction. Point to make. Yeah. Good stink stinction. (laughs) But anyway, so if their roots are dying down, they're heavy drinkers and the sun is super hot. It's the hottest part of the year. Mm. A lot of people get dead spots in their lawn and their grass dies mm. and they keep mowing it. I get dead spots now because I have a puppy and she goes pee pee on my lawn. (laughs) That could definitely happen. Yeah, I have to look into remedying those spots, but (laughs) go on. Sorry I interrupted. Anyway, so... 
there are alternatives. You don't have to use Kentucky bluegrass. You can reseed different uses like of the word here. Like your hairline. Uh, but anyway, so you can you can use different grasses. So there are different grasses out there apart from Kentucky bluegrass. Um, some there's a particular family a particular family of grasses called fine leaved fescues Ooh. that are kind of like starting to be all the rage right now when people are like, Have you heard about "Oh my fescue? gosh, damn, it's trendy. <laughs> fescue." They're great for um, sort of like low traffic areas. You know, if you think about your lawn as uh, like you would think about your garden, you know, like soil fertility, Mm -hmm. uh, how much sun does it get? Does it get a lot of like heat, like hot sun? Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a lot of foot traffic? That kind of thing. Is there soil compaction? These are all things that are going to affect the how well different grasses do in your lawn. Um, So. Kentucky bluegrass is great for um, high foot traffic or just like disturbance. You know, people running around on if you like park park your truck on it or something. Yeah. But uh, maybe, maybe not. We're not actually golf people. Not yet. (laughs) You went to the thrift store and he found a set of nine irons. He's excited. Garden golf. (laughs) Um, So the fine leaved fescues uh, are not the best for... um, those kind of high wear conditions or spots in your in your yard, okay. um, but they are they have really great roots, good deep roots. Uh, they're drought tolerant, they're shade tolerant, uh, they're low moisture and fertility tolerant. Uh, they don't mow that well, so if hmm. you if you go straight for the fine fescues, mm-hmm. you might want to like mix in a little some of these other grasses like mix in like some other varieties of bluegrass there's okay. a lot of um a lot of different varieties that are being developed but uh but you also just don't have to mow them as much because they don't grow like crazy that's really cool because i'm really lazy mm-hmm. so yeah. i'm all for it tell me more so you can mow less you can have a nicer looking lawn doesn't need as much water it's more drought tolerant like, holy smokes, how can you go wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> holy smokes, that's cute. <laughs> oh, I love it. I looked, I tried, you know, we talk about what we're going to talk about a little bit ahead of time so that I can do some research. I not, also Not a lot, though. Loosely. Oh loosely. <laughs> hey, hey. Stick it in there. <laughs> Ow, my heart. Um, (laughs) No, I I was looking up some lawn care uh, or some lawn alternatives. I aspire one day I will not have a front yard. It will all be beautiful. Like a meadow or something. I'm thinking I'm going to do a big ass rain garden in my front yard with a sitting area so that I can hang out and talk to my neighbors because I have nice neighbors. Mm -hmm. Sounds pretty cool. They're all spinsters and widows, but I like them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But hey, other lawn alternatives that I read about were a variety of grass called buffalo grass, which uh, the Colorado State University Extension Office. Hi, Extension Office people. You're the best. Um, 
this is a variety of grass that you don't even have to water and it stays very low to the ground. It's not as soft on your feet. So maybe it's Mm. not a barefoot grass. Mm -hmm. Um, It does take a while to get that grass uh, established in your yard. It is a warm season grass. And Dan talked a little bit about Kentucky bluegrass being a cool season grass. So let me explain what that means. In the spring, Kentucky bluegrass will, its seeds will germinate before the warm season grasses seeds germinate. So it gets a head start and then it crowds out all the warm season grasses. And that's part of what the problem is right now with diversity in our prairie lands because Kentucky blue and crabgrass have gone wild because they get like a couple weeks head start Mm. on all of our native grasses. Like, you know, big blue stem, little blue stem, side oats, grama, that kind of stuff. For all all you prairie nerds. Yes, Kim? <laughs> well, Yo, what's up, see. Prairie Nerds? <laughs> <laughs> prairie Nerds, holla! Are we seeing a lot of uh, reproduction with seeds for grasses? Because don't we usually mow before they have a chance to seed? I thought that they mostly reproduce through like their root system. I, they are rhizomatic, so they'll creep and spread that way, but they will also make seeds. So, are we seeing? Is it mostly seeds like in the early, early spring before you get a chance to mow? So it's like maybe last fall seed that is germinating. I think it's not necessarily just seeds that are germinating. It's the dormant plants are also waking up. So you bring up a great question. That's a great question. I'll figure that out for me. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get back to you. I'm just gonna drink this beer here real here. quick as I think about it. <laughs> um, and then you know you don't even have to do you don't even have to do a grass style plant. There are uh, there are sedges, S E D G E S sedge and carex that are very hardy and there's so many different varieties to choose from. So you just need to know your soil conditions, your water conditions, and your light conditions, and you can figure out exactly what sedge is going to grow in that area and it looks a lot like grass Mm. so that's an alternative or go crazy with a rain garden like i want to do um other things like if you have that hell strip that little border between your sidewalk and the street um you could also do a bunch of sedums There's a book called Hellstrip Gardening that I actually borrowed from my friend Kim. Yeah, it's a beautiful book. It's so pretty. The it, pictures, it my is, God. But it's like California plants. Oh, yeah. It's totally unrelated to Minnesota gardens no, in any way. No, but. and that's what this podcast looks to remedy. Right? That's true. Damn, they should have had. Damn you, California, and your beautiful potential to your yards. Mm-hmm. We have such a limited palette. But you know what? We're going to figure it out. It's going to be rad. It's going to be great. We're going to do it really good. We are going to do it really good. So, um, so sedums, S-E-D-U-M-S, sedums. There's a bunch of ground cover sedums that are low growing, no mowing, hardly any watering. They're often used in rooftop gardens, but there are so many different colors and textures you can choose from. So you should stick those in your little island there, your little boulevard strip between the sidewalk and the uh, the um, curb. Curb. That's the word. There's a word. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a word. <laughs> that's the word. <laughs> so check out sedums. They're awesome. Um, they come back all the time. They grow on rock walls. They grow in rock gardens. Oh, yeah. They're really cool. They are Minnesota hardy succulents. So check those out. I feel like those are all great alternatives to a lawn. Mm-hmm. So we got 
fescue. Yeah. Sedges. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sedums. There's also perennial ryegrass. Oh my gosh. It's kind of a weird one, and it's kind of something that you might want to use for like the high traffic areas. It does really well. But okay. It's, but it's kind of like. Did you say buffalo grass already? I said buffalo grass, yeah. Yeah, it's. I think it's hard, it's like really hard like that. So okay. it, it's okay. It does okay to mow it, but uh, it might be a little sharp or something. But it also mm. needs full sun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it my, might work here and there. But my south facing front yard with no trees would be a perfect place for something uh, like that. Uh, yes. Too bad I put it in a rain garden. <laughs> <laughs> One day. One day. <laughs> so, um, oh my God, Dan. I'm pretty sure that was Randy's dog. <laughs> ginger. <laughs> the cat. Bad ginger. Um, anyways, I wanted to, <laughs> I brought Kim on for a reason. So Kim and I have been gardening together for a few years now, even before either of us were homeowners. And um, so I thought... Mm-hmm. Kim should, could share some of the gardening that we've done, some of the changes we've made in your yard, in my yard, or mm-hmm. gardens we've given to other people, and uh, maybe some of our really thrifty, frugal things that we've done to try and save a dime while we're gardening. Well, yeah, there have been a few. Uh, let me see. My own yard started out... Well, when we bought the house, the house flippers killed everything that was not grass on the property. Oh, great. Thanks. Thanks, flippers. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. Everything, it was just flat, dead space. So we did build a couple box gardens uh, with our vegetables, so they look good. Good. We also filled in the front garden with mostly hostas. Mm -hmm. There were hollyhocks. There were other things. Now it's almost entirely flocks. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I see a project in our future. (laughs) Hint. Hint, hint. I'll be right over. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, flocks. It's cute, but no one needs that much flocks. No. Um, Also, I planted some black-eyed Susans about three years ago, and they have officially taken over every bit of planting space in my yard. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. It's like too blessed. Little. Too much, too much blessed. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, we have loved the really easy growing things. We've loved the zinnias, which is actually where my constant angst about the Japanese beetles comes in. Mm-hmm. They especially love the zinnias. Ugh. And when they have made one hole, you can see like multiple beetles on there later in the day. It's become like a. A small violent crusade to search them out wherever they are and brutally murder them in a small Tupperware container of water. Anyway, drown you those, drown those little beetle naughty know, guys. Such assholes. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. Kim grows this really cool strip of zinnias all the way down her very long driveway. It's beautiful. And it's all these pinks and oranges and purples. And then there's usually bachelor buttons in it, mm-hmm. too, that are dark maroon and light and dark blue, which are beautiful. So, yep, it's they're they're perfect zinnias, bachelor buttons. You cannot go wrong. They will grow without any help. And that is wonderful. Although this year it's really just it's really just black eyed Susans and batcher buttons. 
That's okay. Yeah. We'll take it. We'll yeah. take it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It's, it's your fine. garden doesn't have to look the same from year to year. No, it's, it's a, fine. It's a work in progress. Any Anybody who's a gardener will tell you, like, there's always something to do and change and fix mm-hmm. and try. So Right. And we have a tiny person now, so our time has become more limited. It's nice that I didn't have to plant these. I haven't had to do anything about them. They just appeared on their own. So next year we will try again. Try, try again. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, to try and save some cash, uh, Kim and I have, have done a bunch of different stuff. So mm-hmm. we have split hostas. Um, we've picked up free hostas on Craigslist mm-hmm. and yep. off the side of the road. Nice. Um, those are usually your more boring hostas. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Green. They're green. You know, each of our each Sometimes of our ho- white, green, <laughs> green and white. Um, yeah. We have uh, like gone to like clearance sales at Walmart mm-hmm. and all of the garden centers to find ways to find cool hostas. Because all right, hostas they're reliable. And you can get some cool varieties that are blues and yellows and you mix them all together. And they look great. And it looks great when you mix them all together. Don't just stick with your plain old green and white, like Mm -hmm. mix it up. But when you use hostas in mass, it looks so lush. It looks so good. It looks like a tropical situation. Yeah. And, and so it don't, don't resist. Resistance is futile. Just go for it. Tropic sitch. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> exactly it. Just it. Do, um, lots of ferns, lots of everything. Tropic sitch. Oh, we totally ferns. get ferns. Ferns, ostrich ferns are so easy oh, to grow. Man. They're gonna invade your entire space. They Perfect. will, but but you'll probably like it. But you might like mm-hmm. it because you get that tropic sitch. Mm. Tropic sitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we've started so many things from seeds. So oh, many it's things. True, it's true. To try and like done so many things from cuttings, like. We've done. What have we done? Oh, it's like it's a mad science experiment. Um, Let me see. Every type of sedum. Yep. uh, Mm -hmm. Every type of very easy annual. I've done mint. We've done the catmint and stuff like that, and as well as like mints you eat. But catmint is Mm -hmm. like a low-growing, blue-flowered, cute little little guy. Yeah, that one's good. That one is good. Um. We've done that one. Uh, we've also like mums. Like, oh, mums are fantastic. Always. Yeah, like we'll take mums <laughs> and take cuttings and turn it into like 50 of them. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. It's like, oh, here I brought you these. Oh, here I brought you these. Because we, we don't usually do the same things at the same time. So it's been really nice to have like a partner in crime that I can trade evidence with. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> So it's good. And we're usually drinking while we do it. Yay. Uh, Also a great thing. Just enjoying being outside and enjoying being with dirt. And we've gone to yard sales for plants and we've gone to plant sales thrown by individuals that Mm -hmm. and and, and organizations. And sometimes people remember us. And we're like, right, that's kind of sweet. That's nice. (laughs) We've had plant sales ourselves. Oh, yeah. We did have a plant sale. We sold a bunch of hostas. It's true. We made a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) We made enough to support our addiction and uh, keep us going in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, oh, if you bought one of those, I'm just going to split off of yours in a year or two when it's ready to go. So our biggest, like, thrifty yard. 
idea that I want, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but make friends with a gardener because they will just give you something that they have way too much mm-hmm. of. And they're always generous because they already know how quickly stuff comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a nice thought. Make friends with people who remodel their yards and their house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You do need people to do stuff in your yeah, house. Yeah, they'll just give stuff away. <laughs> like your friends who wanted to change their beautiful garden into a soccer field. Oh, yeah. yeah. We had... It's very lucky for I us. had the little Mazda Protégé 5, and it was a hatchback, and I think we did three carloads of mm-hmm. hostas, irises, uh, ferns. Mm-hmm. Shoot, yep. like maybe a couple of sedums, but it was so much. And some of the some of the hostas I got from Carolyn's yard are I like I call them lemon lime. That's not what they are. That's not a real name you can Google. But they're some of the most beautiful blooming hostas. They're beautiful. They're great. Ginger, what's wrong, sweetie girl? She is snap sleeping and she's dreaming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is her dreaming, and you can hear the through that. Oh, no. She fell asleep to the dulcet tones of us talking about hostas we got for free. <laughs> Look, gardening. <laughs> <laughs> but she's probably having like a bad hosta dream right now. Oh, no. Oh, like what would that look like? They're all green. Is it They're a hosta situation? <laughs> <laughs> Hasta la vista. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so hey, make friends with a gardener and Kim, thanks for being my garden buddy. It's oh, been of course. It's been so fun. Of course, yeah. Oh man. So let's um let's talk about some vining plants. Yeah. Mr. Dan Hudson. <gasps> oh god. So I just wanted to bring up that. I think there needs to be more vines. More vines. Grown. Vine has, the the age of vine is over. Did you know that? The social media platform Uh, vine, it's done, it's gone. Oh, I was just about to say the age of vines is yet to come. Um, different vines. As far as that video service goes, yeah, that that's over. Oh, one thing ends and another one begins. Oh yeah. But just in time for... Plant vines. The age of plant vines. Yes. Plant vines. Has come. I think everyone needs to go out and get like a Virginia creeper, which sounds like blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when most gardeners hear someone say that Keep they your want, Virginia creeper with your Kentucky yeah. bluegrass. Get it the F yeah. out of Minnesota. I think we need more of those vines because they're actually pretty pretty rad. Are they the kind of vines that hurt your stucco and your siding? No. No. Oh. So, yeah, that's another thing that people don't know is that vines are not all the same. And so they have different methods of attaching to things that they are growing on. So if you look at something like a cucumber or a squash plant. It's pronounced it's pronounced cucumber. Mm-hmm. A crucrumper. Crucrumpers. <laughs> anyway, if you look at them, if, if they're like the vining type, they have these little green tendrils that kind of like spring out and like find something and then like quick wrap around it a bunch of times. But they're they're herbaceous. You know, the those green tendrils uh, are fleshy. Okay. If you look mm-hmm. at something like wild grape, those do the same. They have the same sort of um, appendage, this sort of like little tendril that reaches out and then wraps around something. But they are woody. Okay. They like Ooh. become sort of like woody-ish. Um, Virginia creeper uses like sucker pads. 
Okay. So it will stick out this little hand that has like these little sticker pads on it. Uh, and it sticks onto stuff, and that's how it grows up the side of your house or a tree or whatever else. Uh, but that means that it doesn't damage anything. So there's also cultivars with like Boston Ivy um, is a similar. Uh, I think it's in the mm. same family, if not like a cultivar of Virginia creeper. But um, there's other varieties of Virginia creeper that are like less invasive. What if I don't want my house to look like Goodwill Hunting? Oh, uh, that's okay. Uh, I'll try not to judge. <laughs> but I, I think that, you know, another thing you can do is just get like a pergola or something like that mm-hmm. and put, put it in your backyard, cover that with vines. Pergola, is that a Catholic thing? Uh, I think it's Jewish. <laughs> Purgatory. Okay, never mind. Time out. Go back. Go back to you. Anyway, so we need more vines in the world. That's kind of that was just mm-hmm. kind of the point. That's what mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about. Things getting covered with green. You can grow it on office buildings. Grow it downtown. So I mean, Virginia creeper is also just like super hardy. I just love Virginia creeper. Everyone hates it. Everyone hates on Virginia creeper, but. You know what? I think it's wicked cool. Give it a chance. <laughs> we are talking about giving Boston. giving pastas a chance. We're going to give yeah. Virginia Creeper a chance too. It's one of the original colonies, so why not? <laughs> I'm going to throw this out there. So my parents have their neighbors put up a fence in their yard, and they before that they didn't have any fences. They, their backyard was very open, mm-hmm. so it looked like a meadow or something out there. Mm-hmm. But their neighbors put in a fence. It's wooden. Mm-hmm. So now, like, half of their yard is just, like, this blank kind of wooden wall. Okay. So first thing, I was like, shit, put up some vines. Grow some vines on that wall. Virginia Creeper. Virginia Creeper. Virginia Creeper. Okay, yep. well, I I know that there is a type of climbing hydrangea. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It doesn't bloom the same way that a... Uh, uh, Regular hydrangea. A but. regular hydrangea. <laughs> it doesn't bloom. Hydrangea. Hydrangea. Uh, it doesn't look the same as those, but it does have a bloom, and it'll mm-hmm. actually do some part sun conditions as oh, well cool. as full sun. Oh, so, cool. and you can, it can do full shade, but it might not ever bloom. But that is, you have a bunch of options. Um, so I was looking at uh, other stuff that grows in our zone four area up here. So if you're just north or just south of us, you might be able get away with these two um so uh perennial stuff if you're growing it in the ground hops you oh, can yeah. grow hops in zone three four five wherever um you don't have to be a beer brewer they're really great for pollinators they can cover a chain link fence and they uh they're cool i really like them um they're not a vine with a v they're a vine right. with a b i was just gonna jump in and clarify clarification do you know any more about vines that yes. i should know so the difference between a vine and a vine is that vines with a B, uh, beaver boy, binds, don't actually have those appendages, those grabber appendages. Like they don't have sucker pads. They don't have little tendrils that grab stuff. The way that they attach themselves to other things is to slowly wrap around them. So that's why like they work great on a chain link fence because they can get around it. Or if you ever see like a hop farm, they grow up like these cables. 
Oh, yeah. Or like yeah. big, like long strings of twine or something like that. There's some pretty cool community hop farms in the Twin Cities. So if you are not able to grow your own hops, but you want hops, look into the Minneapolis community hops farms. Um, there's three or four around the cities. And I've done some um, harvesting with them before. And it was pretty cool. They're, they're cool beer dudes. They're really friendly. They're awesome. really knowledgeable. So check those out. That's fine with me. <laughs> that's, that's fine with me. Um, all right. So the other stuff that um, grows really well around here is clematis. And there are mm-hmm. so many yeah. different colors of flowers and you can mix and match them so that you have something that blooms early in the year and something that blooms late in the year. Oh, and then you brilliant. might. Yeah. That way you get some interest going on all summer long. Um, and it looks really cool when they're blooming at the same time and you got two different color flowers going on. Uh, so you look like totally professional. Sounds like a great pergola plant. Pergola. Um, a great pergola plant would be wisteria. <laughs> there oh, are sure. some really cool wisterias that grow and they're kind of like, they're kind of like a really uh, lazy, um, droopy looking flower that if lilacs were like, mm-hmm. you know, hangy downy. <laughs> yep. yep. No, that's, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> that's how they are. That's how they are. Um, and then there's a bunch of trumpet vine and honeysuckles that do really well in our neighborhood. Uh, trumpet vine can be pretty invasive. It's really hard yeah. to kill. So that's a double-edged sword. Um, place it accordingly and don't let it grow up underneath your siding and stuff like that because Ooh, it ouch. totally will. Like, it'll grow right into your house. Is if, that the big orange one? Um, like, yeah, it has, so it has like reddy orangey yeah. flowers. Ooh. Yeah, they're kind of cool. It's just you have to position them correctly oh, so that they're not going to mess up your house siding and stuff like that or get into your window cracks and stuff okay. like that. Um, honeysuckle. I love honeysuckle. We it's, have honeysuckle. It's beautiful. It is. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. And it's really good for stuff like uh, moths and hummingbirds that have those really long mouths to try and sip and stuff oh, like that. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, yay. <laughs> um, some annual stuff that you can plant right in the ground. Morning glories. Mine seeded oh, all man. over, all over my yard. I got them growing everywhere and I've, I've pulled a bunch out. I've given them to friends and they're still taking over and I've had to hack them down and stuff like it that. It looks so cool. Those, it's mm-hmm. hard to beat those like giant like yeah. moon flower blooms yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and mine are blue and pink. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna take some pictures just to make you jealous, Dan. <laughs> and I'll post them. Awesome. <laughs> um, sweet peas are really cool flowers that you start from seed. Um, and as long as the bunnies don't nibble them, when you get flowers from them, they look almost exotic to us because we don't see them all the time. We mm-hmm. see morning glories. We see oh for sure. You know hydrangeas. Blah blah blah. Yeah, but, we're gonna have to try that next year. Yeah, for sure. Um. Shout out to Katie Kochman and her new sweet pea tattoo. <laughs> it's super cute, girl. Um, other climbers that are good are Scarlet Runner beans. They make really cool purpley pink flowers, and their beans eventually are these big, long red ones. So that's pretty cool. Um, consider these are ones you can grow on the ground, or you can grow them in a pot. Um, black-eyed Susan vine are oh, red, sure. orange, rusty, yellow, and um, white flowers. Flowers and those do great in pots on if you've got a balcony and mm-hmm. it's a sunny place. So a lot of these flowering plants need sunshine in order to have enough energy to make flowers. So this is not for a shady location. Um, 
but you can do stuff like tropical mandevilla or jasmine. Um, if you have a really sunny area and you want to do an edible vining plant, try uh, cucumelons, which are a little a little cucumber plant with teeny tiny leaves, and it makes these like grape sized cucumbers that are super good. <laughs> the really whole thing cute. sounds cute. It's way cute. I'm growing some. I'm gonna make you eat some. It'll be cool. It'll be really good. But um, just a reminder that all climbing plants in pots need regular feeding, good drainage, and good support to grow on so they don't get knocked over. And that's really going to mess up their world. So that's how I feel. Yeah. So (laughs) that's viney stuff. We talked about viney stuff. We talked about thrifty stuff. We talked about mojitos. And we talked about things you can put in your lawn instead. I don't know, you guys. This feels like a complete episode to me. You know what? I want to see... Maybe we could talk about this next time, but like a garden design that incorporates pergolas, vines, maybe a fountain in like the middle of a yard or something with pergolas around it, but that also as a centerpiece would have like uh, rutabagas. (laughs) Damn it, Dan. So join us next time on Verdant North when we talk about Dan's delusions of grandeur. (laughs) I do worship the rutabaga. (laughs) More rutabaga, please. Uh, No, that was really good. Well, hey, guys, thanks for joining me for some mojitos. And you out there in uh, podcast land, would you please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher so that we can get our name out there? That would be really helpful to us. We are all not paid. Um, We do this out of the uh, goodness of our hearts and the uh, boredom of (laughs) sitting at home watching anime all the time. Um, But thank you, everybody, for helping me put this podcast on. I appreciate it. And Randy, go ahead and roll the credits. Uh, Thanks for listening to Verdant North. Find our blog post online at 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 verdantnorth.net. Find us on Twitter at Verdant North. A lot of ats there. And you can find us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. If you want to contact us but hate social media, you can email us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. That is Verdant north team at gmail.com you can hear us this you can hear this podcast through soundcloud itunes stitcher or google play music please don't forget to like rate comment and share the podcast the more really helps it helps us so much the more likes ratings comments we receive the more visible this podcast is and we love attention if you haven't heard us already <laughs> uh we just need more of it you can find caroline uh Hallstrom on twitter at miss O-Line or Miss Zero Line. That's how it's spelled. And then you can find Dan Hudson uh, searching every antique store in northern Minnesota for an original Paul Bunyans. Paul. Okay, I'm saying that right. Great. I was really worried. You can find our guest, Kimmer Poppin, uh, generating more questions for us because that I think that's what where, the, where all the attention really goes. Hey, you, always, sure. you always have great questions. So. <laughs> you always have more. There's an unending supply. Keep them coming. And you out there in the world, send us your questions too. We specialize in zones, you know, three, four, five, but we'll take a shot at anything. We're not afraid to, to screw up. So go ahead. We ain't afraid of no plants. Uh, you can find our spirit specialist, Nikki Lyons, on Instagram at November 
Pantera Blue. That's B-L-U-83. That's November Blue 83. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Marlon underscore Rando. You can also hear me on the Scattered Podcast. It's available. Good. It's I don't know about that, but hey, hey uh, it's it's, it's fun. Uh, we have a good time. It's adults only, so we swear a lot. And I do not bleep them out because that is a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, I make you bleep out the <laughs> oh, I don't care. <laughs> this is my favorite part. <laughs> it. This is going to be the best. Uh, you can hear the Scattered Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Uh, again, always special thanks to our background team of Brietta Stead Daivu for graphics and artwork. An extra big thanks to Webmaster Corey Hartung for making sure we exist online. Thanks, Corey. And as always, thanks to Minneapolis Band Volcanus uh, for allowing us to use their tunes, follow their hilarious video blog project on YouTube, and listen to them in their art tribal band, Prozac Rat, on Bandcamp, YouTube, and find them on Facebook. Thanks for listening, and always remember. It's okay to kill plants. It happens to everybody. You gotta kill a few before you're an expert, so don't worry about it. Go it, ahead and try. It's fine with me. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs>